This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast, here to help you feel a little lighter. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. Melodia has been adorning and accenting the beauty in fusion belly dancers and more beautiful movers with her oh-so-lovely Melodia Designs clothing for almost 20 years. You probably either own or are coveting your own mellows, as we like to call Melodia's textile creations, but not too many of us also know the belly dance life of Melodia Medley. In this podcast, we'll hear about Melodia's start as a dancer in Urban Tribal Dance Company with Heather Stance and Marty Love, and her first memory of Jill Parker and her year touring the USA with the belly dance superstars. And Melodia loves to talk about festivals and food and music in addition to wearable art. So this is going to be a really fun interview. How's life over there in San Diego? I can't complain. It's sunny and gorgeous. My husband loves surfing, so he goes surfing every morning at sunrise before I even get up. And I go swimming almost every day. And yeah, it feels great. You toured with belly dance superstars performing almost daily in different theaters all over. Tell us a little bit about that adventure. Oh my goodness. I think that was maybe 2004 or 2005. It's hard to find video or photo documentation of that era. But we traveled 60 cities in 64 days across the US and Canada, riding in a short shuttle bus with 16 dancers and a crew, an ex-race car driver (laughs) as the chauffeur, and show up at a venue in the evening, roll out of the tour bus, do a quick tech rehearsal, get dressed, do our show, pack up, get back in the bus and drive halfway to our next location. So many of us refer to that as the hell tour. (laughs) Our saving grace, though, was the talent. I had the blessing of dancing with Rachel Bryce and Sharon Kihara. We kind of were the quote unquote tribal girls. And Jelena, she's so incredible. It was quite the adventure. And I even played hooky one night from tour so I could take a flight into Miami and dance with Rabbit on the Moon at the Ultra Music Fest. And (laughs) I don't know how I managed to pull that off, but I'm pretty sure Sharon made a pretty good fib on my behalf. So the next day I came back and joined the group as if nothing had happened. The secret's out. (laughs) Jelena, you're listening. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure everyone else was dying to play hooky too. So they probably understood. Gotcha. And Casey, when I had her on the show, she talked about your tour bus. She said bras were suction cupped to the windows. Oh, yeah. I had a whole shelf, like a suction cup shower shelf on my window and had all kinds of interesting little collectibles. I guess I needed something to help me feel like I had some sense of home. But yeah, it was really interesting being on that tour. I didn't realize they were actual suction cups. I thought she meant like bras were somehow sticking to the windows. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not create a little spot for yourself? Get a little shrine. You got your stuff. (laughs) Yes. One of the managers, he gave me a Spinal Tap collectible doll and that ended up on my little shrine. Oh man, I loved that movie. (laughs) remember much but that collectible doll was pretty amazing the stonehenge scene that's what i remember when they lower down like right they're supposed to have this epic stonehenge set lower down from the ceiling and it's this tiny Uh stonehenge (laughs) yeah they had to get a very small person to dance around it so it didn't look so tiny right (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should show clips of that movie to my children. It'll be another one of those movies where they look at me and they're like, this isn't funny. <laughs> Your mother wrote, when I put on a pair of Melodia Designs pants, I see I am wearing art. And I agree. (laughs) When did you realize that you wanted to make amazing clothes for dancers and fire performers and other beautiful movers and dance vicariously through your clientele? Gosh, well, ever since I was a kid, I loved playing dress up. And I would often perform little circus performances in my living room. And my grandmother had very elegant taste. And she would give me her hand-me-down nightgowns and robes to play in. I often would upcycle them with like a stapler and safety pens and turn it into some sort of princess gown that I would then like fly around the living room with. So I guess I was destined to make clothes with performance in mind. I saw some pictures of your grandmother winning a costume contest. I think you posted one. It was so beautiful. I'm like, wow. Yeah, she is in LA. Was that where she was? Oh, she was in Hawaii when that photo was taken. I think there was someone in the background with a lay on. Cool. I kind of feel like we're born fully formed. See, you always knew. You always knew. I guess so. And then after high school, I ended up working retail and I met this really beautiful clothing designer while I was working at the shop. And when she came in to show her collection, I whispered in her ear, if you ever want someone to work with you, I would love to help. And sure enough, she did end up hiring me and I ended up doing everything from sales to running errands for production to trade shows packing orders and folding inventory. So that was a great first step towards getting into fashion. And eventually they closed down shop and I was left with a turning point in life where I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. And it just felt like the perfect time to start my own line. And then in 2000, I discovered belly dance and I turned my focus towards making dancewear. So it was kind of like combining both of my passions for clothing and dance into one. And here I am still doing it 20 years later. Sweet. That's when belly dance was really big too, right? That was like the heyday for the US at least the 2000s and yeah yeah I think I showed up on the scene at the perfect time (laughs) Mm -hmm, definitely and you were dancing with Marty Love and Heather Stance yeah that was when they had Urban Tribal Dance Company Very cool. I'm going to post videos of Melodia dancing too. It's harder to find videos of Melodia dancing, but I'm going to post them in the show notes. There's one over with Urban Tribal in 2002. The quality is so bad. It's amazing how many leaps forward we've made with like cinematography and posting video because I look back at those old videos and they're all so blotchy and fuzzy. And it used to be hard to get them. Yeah. I mean, was it on a DVD? I can't even remember what we used to do back then, you know, in terms of storage. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of the videos that are loaded up to YouTube were all done on a little handheld camcorder and then Mm -hmm. converted from videotape into some sort of digital format. So there's very little footage of the early days, which makes Mm -hmm. it kind of magical. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You had to have been there to really see it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to use your imagination when you watch some of the videos, too, to be like, oh, that's what they're doing. (laughs) Not these particular videos, but from that era in general. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, I'm going to talk about the pants I'm wearing right now. (laughs) What pants are you wearing? Are you wearing some of your pants? (laughs) I am. I'm wearing the fleece Elsa's right now. I had some shorts on earlier today while I went for my walk. Nice. Oh, I got those, too. I love those. I love the Elsa Pocket Leggings Oracle print so much that I bought two pairs. 
and of the same pants, which I've never done before in my life, buy two pairs of the same pants. And I wanted to wear them every day in the summer. And when I would wear them to my band rehearsals, the Oud player, Phil, would always be like, I really want to wear those pants. And I'd be like, Phil, I'll send you the link. Like, you can get the pants. But he doesn't do stuff like that. He's always wearing like jeans and a Hawaiian shirt, you know? <laughs> Gosh, if I had known that, I would have just sent him a pair for the photo oh, op. <laughs> sweet. Oh, you sweet. I don't know if we'd ever leave the house in them. I've never seen him wear tight pants, but <laughs> I love these pants because they're so super soft and super flattering. And are they made of tensile? I don't even know, even know how to say that fabric name. Oh, tensile. Tensile? Yeah, it's a natural fiber made from birch, I believe. Ooh, I love birch trees. That makes me like them even more. (laughs) (laughs) So during the winter in upstate New York, I also wear the bamboo fleece leggings, like which the Elsa leggings, and layer on some of your super soft organic cotton tops. And it makes me feel special. It makes me feel so damn special when I slip it on. And I love wearing the form-fitting pants that don't give me a muffin top. I love that. The elastic free tops. I'm like, and they make my butt look good. You know, my husband's always like, you can buy more of those pants. I'm like, hey, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> right. So if that's what you create. That's what you spend your time creating is these wonderful clothes for us to wear. And I could go on and on. So tell us more about the fabrics that you choose for your designs. Well, I'm a big fan of eco and sustainably produced materials. So as I had mentioned, some of our fabrics are like the tinsel and the modal are made out of birch. The bamboo is super soft. And of course, organic cotton, that's the primary materials that I like to use. And I love them because they're (laughs) so soft and breathable and actually antimicrobial, which means that it stays fresh as you wear it. Also, a fabric made out of polyester ends up in a landfill, and all these natural fibers are compostable. So I think that's really important, too, in the long run for our planet. Also, polyester sheds every time you wash it. Tiny little micro particles of plastic end up in our ocean. And I don't think too many people are aware of that. And that's another reason why investing in natural fibers is so important. I also love creating exclusive prints. We've been making our own designs with Foa suit and the Oracle design, which is inspired from Mindy. And I actually hired a Mindy artist to create that print. And we have some more coming in the future, which I'm really excited about. We have more Mindy designs coming. Yeah. I can't resist. I got your Foa suit. Girl, you you got the layers going on so nice. (laughs) Yeah, I was excited to wear it all at once. Isn't it great that you can? (laughs) Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks good together too. That's the other thing about so many of the designs is they fit so nice together. I do have that in mind when creating. (laughs) Actually, I am currently in the process of designing a few new prints. I have a celestial print coming down the pipeline and another faux suit coming this month, actually. Awesome. So we're recording in January 2022. So a celestial print and faux suit. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Do you draw this stuff? Like, how do, you, do you draw it by hand? With the faux suit, I create it with a graphic artist. So we basically create a template on our screen that echoes the same honeycomb textile, like the tool that a suit is woven onto. It's basically metal fibers woven onto the tool. So we create a template and then draw the little tabs onto that template. So it's actually quite accurate and very similar to what a real suit would be, like the same proportions, the same shapes. 
In fact, I have a suit maker in Cairo right now recreating my heavy metal motif into real suit. So I'm very excited about that. This is something I've always wanted to do to actually test one of my layouts into a real textile. So that should be coming up pretty soon. I'm really excited about that. Oh, but back to the Mendy designs. So I've gone about it two different ways. I have a friend, Alexis, who's an incredible artist, and she did the Mendy for my wedding. I had her do both of my hands. She draws with actual henna paste onto paper. And then I photograph it and import it into Illustrator and have a graphic artist then set up the motif and get it all ready for rotary printing. So it literally is like a photograph of real henna. That's so cool. So you're doing a different representation of the fabric with also transferring it back to the fabric in the case of the suit. It's beautiful. I knew you'd have some very interesting things to say about that. (laughs) Thank you. Danceable ritual. Do you have a danceable ritual that you would like to share? Well, putting something pretty on always makes me feel good. And that helps inspire movement. So when I go to dance class, I like to dress up and put on a cute outfit. And that always affects how I move. Also, some things like a caftan with long floating sleeves can really inspire movement or a skirt will make me want to twirl or long sleeves with the suit print on it definitely inspires some snake arm movements. So I would Mm -hmm. say dressing up helps me want to move. Definitely. Yeah. When I go into my home studio and I look in the mirror and I am not wearing something fun, I don't want to dance as much. (laughs) I guess I'm just not that disciplined. Well, definitely not that disciplined, but I I totally get what you're saying is play the dress up and then (laughs) the movement comes more. So that works for me. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes in the design room, me and my girls will put on samples and, you know, get the music going and give it a good test run. Sometimes there's like twerking and leggings to make sure it passes the <laughs> squat test. And <laughs> we have lots of fun in the design room. That's awesome. It definitely has to pass the dance test. Right. <laughs> I tried to twerk on a filing cabinet once when I worked at Planned Parenthood because like twerking was just coming out and the head of our uh, local Planned Parenthood was there. And I was like, Joe, this is in the letter to all the donors. I'm like, I'm going to twerk on this filing cabinet. <laughs> and it was so fun to be in a work environment where like twerking is like, go for it. <laughs> you know? Where it's celebrated and appreciated. Even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if I had really done it well, then I think people would have really appreciated it. But I was really just trying to do what I saw somebody else do. <laughs> now it's time for some music. Danceable song. You love festivals and concerts, and you often feature musicians that you love in the truly delightful newsletters that I always enjoy receiving. Like, I don't open the newsletters that I get from everybody all the time, but when I get a Melodia Designs newsletter, I'm like, open, open. Is there a danceable song that you would like to share? Right now, I'm super jamming on Closey, and there's one song in particular where she does a remix, or actually, I should say, Axel... Thessalef remix. And the song is called Harmony. And right about one and a half minutes in, the bass drops and the melody drips. And I just get these goosebumps everywhere, like every time I listen to it. And I think they're using an instrument that sounds like the gamelan. Maybe it is the gamelan where it's this like xylophone from Bali. It reminds me of my trips to Bali. 
And then another three minutes in, it just drops again. And it's literally, it's orgasmic. I highly recommend this song. <laughs> well, how much of that endorsement is that? How do you spell the artist's name? Closey, C-L-O-Z-E-E. And the remix is Axel, A-X-E-L, Thesleff, T-H-E-S-L-E-F-F. Axel when you said Axel, I thought you were going to say the Axel Rose was in it. I'm like, oh my God. That <laughs> That'd be a whole other vibe. <laughs> right? That's awesome. It's another artist to discover, C-L-O-Z-E-E, Closey. Yeah. Awesome. She's very fun to listen to for some live music. Anyone that brings Gamelan in, man, I am obsessed with that stuff. Right? <laughs> <sighs> The person who started our Middle Eastern Ensemble at Cornell University also brought the gamelan from Indonesia. He was an ethnomusicologist. So we had an entire gamelan, a room full of gamelan at Cornell. We still have it on loan from the Smithsonian since the 70s or something like that. Yes. Wow. I got to to take a gamelan class. Oh my gosh, I'm so jelly. (laughs) It was so awesome. Then I lived in Indonesia for a little bit too. And down the road, the church had a gamelan. So I'd walk home and hear the church, like the Christian church playing gamelan. (laughs) I was like, this place is so awesome. I was in Java. Any song that has gamelan in it, I'm into it. Yeah, I think you'll love this song. All right. Circling back to the Melodia Designs newsletter, I really enjoy clicking on the videos and photo posts of dancers all over wearing your designs. So listeners, if you search for hashtag in my mellows, that's in my M-E-L-O-S, you'll see what I'm talking about. Fire performers, burlesque dancers, fusion belly dance artists, contortionists, aerialists, all kinds of fun creative people to see. When did you decide to include those shout outs in your newsletters and what impact do you think it has had? I was at a festival a few years back and this bright shining woman ran up to me from across the courtyard and she's like, Melodia, you're such a goddess enabler. And that reflection made such a huge impression on me. And regardless of gender, I definitely believe that stoking the embers of someone's God or godliness is like one of the best jobs that you can do. So because I genuinely love celebrating diversity, it just seems natural to want to shine a spotlight on our fellow movers and reposting dancers in our community in our newsletter was a beautiful way to be able to do that. And I'd say the impact is that it's really nurtured our community and has reinforced our little In My Mellows family. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, not too many people that I'm on listservs for do that, where they turn the camera around so often and go, hey, this is the other side, right, of what we're doing. I just think it's really awesome. It's also so awesome that people are making beautiful content wearing our clothes. I mean, that's really a gift to us and our company. So it makes sense that we'd want to share that. So many talented photo shoots and videos and concerts. It's quite amazing that we get to be a part of something like that. I think the first time I realized that your clothing line is out there was when I saw Ebony Qualls, who I love Ebony for so many reasons. I do too. I saw, oh my God. <laughs> I saw her wearing one of the peekaboo or cutaway, I don't know mm-hmm. what you call the skirts with the, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, where did this come from? And then I was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of this. <laughs> I have many things to thank Ebony for. One of many is introducing me to your clothing line. So yeah, thanks Ebony. Yeah. She's something else. I really adore her. Another person who loves festivals, right? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed dance. listening to her podcast with you. Oh, I think about that one almost every day. Yeah. Because of the rest in the water parts of that. I'm like, no, go to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep. Don't wake up before 4 a.m. That's my new rule. I won't wake up before 4 a.m. <laughs> 
I won't get out of bed before 4 a.m. I'm like, Ebenezer says I got to get some rest. That's right. If everyone could just get some more sleep, if the nap fairy could come in and just wave her wand. Right? <laughs> you have had both of your hips replaced in the past year or so. What has this taught you about self-care and perseverance? Wow. Well, it's been quite the journey. I had my right hip replaced six months ago and my left one about eight weeks ago. And it's really been a very internal journey, the healing process and cocooning. And I really do prefer alternative healing modalities. I tried acupuncture and autoimmune protocol diet, physical therapy. And I had just gotten to the point where I really needed surgery. So I finally made the decision to do so. And I feel so privileged that I have had the resources to have the surgery. It truly has been life-giving. And as a practicing yogini, we've all been taught that our bodies store emotions, especially in the hips. And one of my favorite authors, Louise Hay, who wrote a book called You Can Heal Your Life, she talks about the mind-body connection of pain and the body. So I've been asking myself, what is it that I'm afraid of moving forward in life with? So I'm still in the inquiry process to arrive at the answer, maybe exploring what limiting beliefs I might have. But yeah, I feel like we can learn so much from our bodies. And it feels so amazing to finally be set free from all the pain that I've been in. I've been rediscovering who I am as a mover and getting back to yoga and walking and hiking. And it feels so good to enjoy the simple pleasures in life, like moving and going outside and being able to connect with nature again. I'm kind of in the process of figuring out who the new me is and how I will be moving forward. My husband's had this knee issue that it's like swelled up this July and we thought it was a spider bite and then it just stayed swollen for five months. Crazy! I hear knees are harder than hips. So I have a lot of compassion for him. What you're saying too, is like just rediscovering who you are from this point going forward. He identifies as a soccer player. Mm -hmm. We can't do that right now. And our distance runner, but it's like, okay, so what's the information here, right? What is the message? It's so hard to listen to it when you're in pain and you're so connected and identify with other things that you were doing before, right? I'm glad you're getting back outside because he couldn't go for walks either for so long. He couldn't carry our kids, you know? So yeah. it's... <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you're taking it like softly with yourself. I'm really looking forward to what 2022 will bring for me. I think it's going to be a really wonderful year. I think so too. I mean, 2020 really showed us how not wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it can only get better from here, right? I think so. We can have a great year by simply looking at the simple pleasures in life. Like I'm excited to go outside again and I'm excited to move. So everything looks a little bit brighter to me right now. When you lose mobility and you start to gain it back again, it's like a whole new lot on life. So I definitely feel excited about what's to come. <laughs> awesome. They think my husband had Lyme's disease or has Lyme's disease. There's so many ticks here. It's crazy. There are periods of the spring where we pull ticks off of each other every day. So hopefully that's what that's the a, knee was. That's a really tricky ailment. I hope he figures that one out because it can disguise itself in so many different ways. Yes. Yep. Like the swollen knee and locked jaw and all this. And now he's gotten just second month of antibiotics. Maybe that's what it was. Well, all my best to him and his healing. Thank you. And you too. You said the other hip was last year? My right hip was six months ago and my left hip was eight weeks ago. 
gotta get them done. <laughs> yeah, especially while you're in the mental framework of I'm healing myself over yeah. this period of time. Are they metal inside? Are you gonna set off metal detectors at the airport? Some, you bet I am. <laughs> I have some glossy new titanium hips. All right. I have a very fancy x-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a clothing line coming up, Melody. I look out. <laughs> right? The titanium x-ray line. <laughs> Now let's take a moment to dote on delicious whole food that makes us dancers glow. Featured light in my body food. You've been vegan, paleo, raw, and have also created retox detox recipes that are pretty fun. I am all about pairing booze with healthy stuff as much of as, <laughs> as, as that is a paradox. What is one vegan whole food ingredient that you love? I love plantains. And I'm not talking about regular bananas. I'm talking about the green platanos. And you got to wait till they get real ugly, completely blackened, bruised. They look like you need to throw them away. And then at that point, you peel them, fillet them, and cook them in a pan with coconut oil and just caramelize both sides. And your house will smell like dessert. And it tastes like dessert, but it's also kind of starchy and comforting as well. So I highly recommend the fried plantains. And in Ecuador, one of my favorite dishes is patacones, which is basically green plantain squashed and then fried in some kind of vegetable oil. I love coconut oil. I think it's a perfect combination with a banana. And those served with some avocado and lime. Mm, delicious. I love platanos too. That's a great <laughs> one. So I haven't been waiting long enough for mine to ripen. I didn't realize they were supposed to get so dark. Well, you can have them at different phases in their ripeness. They will be more potatoy and starchy if it's less ripe. But if it gets very ripe, then it's more like a sweet plantain. Ooh, yum, yum. Mm -hmm. Sesame oh. oil and coconut oil, the smell of those two oils. Me too. <laughs> Ooh. I want it in my body, on my body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of coconut oil, so Jill Parker is the one who taught me how to put coconut oil all over myself. So I think about her when I get out of the shower and I have time. I'm, yeah. like, oh, put I'm just like, Jill, put coconut oil all over myself. Mm -hmm. So do you remember the first time you saw Jill Parker? That was an iconic moment for me. I saw Jill at Burning Man, I I think it was around 2000 and I had stumbled across a playa and found a fire opera and in the very middle is a giant lotus and the lotus slowly unfurls to reveal Jill Parker undulating with her grapes tattooed on her belly and I was just completely hypnotized, gobsmacked, starstruck, all of the above. And I will never forget that moment because when I saw her, I was witnessing a goddess with my own eyes and her aesthetic of movement absolutely influenced what I cherish in femininity. So that's my crush moment on Jill. And she's amazing. She's one of my favorite dancers and teachers and people. And I really enjoyed her podcast as well. That was a great interview. In the Corset Factory. Oh, that's what I used to yeah. get to do interviews in person with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Jill. I told you how spoiled I am that Jill moved back to upstate New York. Yeah, I'm so jelly. <laughs> right? I'm glad she's there with you. Me too. You get to enjoy her. Yeah. 
got to get out there and take some more in-person classes too. I've got the online classes too, of course. Yeah, I plan on signing up for some of those. I'm just about ready to get back to dancing. So it's perfect timing. Nice. <laughs> Let's play dress up. Make you shine. Costume tip. This is going to be super fun because you design amazing clothing and you also work with others to create incredible photographs of people wearing Melodia designs. What is one costume tip that you want to share? Well, this might not be as fun as you had hoped, but I find that being comfortable is so important. No fuss equals confidence and exuding confidence just looks good. So I firmly believe that when you feel good, you look good. One of my best friends and dancers that I dance with, Sharon Kahara, she came up with the name Glamjamas and describes my clothing as Glamjamas because they feel like glamorous pajamas. <laughs> and I just love that. I feel like if I'm wearing glamorous pajamas, I've done something right. Hell yeah. That's another thing the COVID era has been all about. <laughs> I'm going to put my leggings on when I wake up and I'm going to put them on when I go to bed. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, I love the mud cloth joggers and mm -hmm. pockets yeah. and the little cross in the front. Mm -hmm. oh, I love those too. I love so many of the clothes you've made. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm new to the scene. I've missed all the other ones that you've made for the last you know, 19 years. So it's exciting to hear you creating more and more. Aww. Feel good. Look good, Habit. You design clothes that awaken our sense of individual style, freedom, and confidence. Clothes that feel good and look good, like we were just talking about. And I always ask guests on my podcast for a feel-good, look-good habit. You just mentioned wearing clothes that are comfortable. And after you said that, I'm like, yes, of course. Like, wouldn't we feel better if we were wearing comfortable clothes that also look fantastic? <laughs> Do you have any other feel-good look-good habits that you'd like to share? Well, yes. I think that hangry is not a good look. So I try to proactively meal prep every morning. I love soup. I eat soup almost every day. So I often start with a big pot of something good and throw in all these veggies or make some lentils. I put it in my instant pot and have it ready for me throughout the day. Also, I end up doing a lot of road trips. So my little road trip hack is to invest in a nice thermos and I'll put my soup in there or any kind of hot food is great inside of a thermos. Also, having an insulated bag with blue ice is a great way to bring your salad and other healthy treats. So yeah, meal prepping. That's my feel good and look good habit. Because if you prepare healthy food throughout the day, you look good and you feel good. I agree. Being at the mercy of whatever comes your way in a lot of countries in the world is so hard for me. I feel like I'm going to eat a whole bunch of brown food, like not get enough colors <laughs> in my food. You know what I mean? I want color. If you got your own cooler and you got your own thermos, you know what's going to happen, right? And you can always find something amazing, eat that and then save it for later. So there you go, right? Absolutely. Oh, there was also a time that I did a intensive at Tribal Massive and I brought my crock pot to the hotel and pre-diced a bunch of veggies. And then I'd throw everything into the crock pot. I'd leave it in the bathroom in the hotel and let it cook for four or five hours. And then when we'd come back from our day of intensive dancing, it would be there ready for us. And it was awesome. <laughs> right? When we had to quarantine in a hotel room in Korea for two weeks back in 2020, when we were adopting our daughter, I brought a rice cooker 
because I couldn't yeah. get the right voltage for a crock pot. It has to be a different voltage. So I brought a rice cooker and I cooked everything in the rice cooker. I brought a crazy amount of stuff in the suitcase. I cooked our food in the hotel room for two weeks in a rice cooker. I got to look at more of your detox retox. They drink Red Zinger. It's a hibiscus tea with tequila. I'm at a festival and I got my tea bags and I got my tequila. Buy some ice. Yeah, it's all about the balance. I yeah. love goji berry juice with tequila, antioxidants with the tequila. It's kind of a wash at the end of the day. <laughs> now, do you buy the dried goji berries and rehydrate them or is it a different thing? You could soak some dried goji berries in the actual tequila and make an infusion that way as well. Ooh. Just let them plump right back up in there. It's a healthy drink. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an infusion. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about something exciting that you have coming up. Well, back in 2020, I befriended Leigh Tracy on Facebook, and she lives in Cairo with her family and has relationships with several tally houses throughout Egypt. And I found her through our mutual passion for this textile and a desire to keep this art form thriving. And I'd been wanting to give back to artisans of origin. And after asking her how I could help, we arrived at a solution that I could purchase the metal thread for the tally houses. And having a consistent supply of materials on hand is critical to the artisan's productivity. And I really understand that now with current supply chain issues here in the States as well. But it's been working out. I've been sending her some donations and she picks up the threads and delivers it to the tally houses. And they're creating such beautiful work. And this practice and reciprocity is allowing me to give back for all the inspiration I've gained from their culture and through their art. So I'm really excited to have this real suit shawl made with my design. And I really look forward to actually traveling to Egypt and visiting her and meeting the ladies in her tally house. So that's what I have to look forward to. <laughs> And I'm sure they're excited to have a friend in the States that does fashion in the yeah. States too. And they, you know, you know, everybody wins, right? They think it's pretty cool. They're really grateful that Americans or other people are interested in their art form and in their culture. That's great. I flashed the faux soup broad on my husband's mother and I saw her jaw drop and I got it for her for her birthday. The soup world, we can keep on discovering it. We can keep on getting it out there, right? And that's a big part Absolutely. of what you do. <laughs> to bring it back to the origin too. Thank you so much for all of the wonderful designs you've given us, all the moments of feeling beautiful that you've given us dancers and everybody who wears the clothing that you create. You almost physically touch our lives by having pieces of you in what we're slipping on in the morning. And I want to express gratitude to you because I'm sure that it's not always easy to figure out what's going to look good on so many people. And you really do an amazing job of it. And the photo shoots you do are just inspiring. And they make me want to step up my fashion game all the time. So thank you. Oh, Alicia, thank you so much for such a beautiful compliment. It's been an absolute delight to be on your show. I'm so proud of what you're creating. Your podcasts are such a joy to listen to. I feel like I've become friends with you and different guests that you've had on your show. And it's been so great to get to know them more personally. So I feel really grateful for this opportunity to, to be with you. And thank you for being interested in what I'm doing. Yay. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on AliciaFree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helps you feel a little lighter.